Domain names from GoDaddy.com are up to 70% less than the competition. Plus, each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code MUGGLE when you check out and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet today at GoDaddy.com. Because we all got some candy in our bellies, this is MuggleCast episode 61 for October 31st, 2006. Halloween edition. Welcome to MuggleCast Halloween Edition! Ooh. Hey guys, Ooh. what's with this new music? It's sweet. I like it. I like it very much. I like it a lot. I, I like it stuff. too. Laura, I, I like it more than you. <laughs> yeah. Hey Andrew, did yeah. you use your uh, half an amp, half a watt amp <laughs> amplifier <laughs> to, to record yes. that? Yes, yes, I used my small little amp to produce this, this bass. For all people listening, Andrew... Bass. In his room has an amp that is literally the size of a, a sort of cell phone. It's absolutely <laughs> tiny. It's a bit bigger. A cell phone? Yeah. All right, I it's, think you're exaggerating. I'm exaggerating very, very slightly. No, what very what did I slightly. say about it? I said something. It was all. <laughs> you said the, that it was a one watt amp, which yeah. is a bit of a high estimate, I think, Ben, really. Guys, one watt. It's like 10. Give me a break. I'm yeah, gonna exactly. Buy a new one. Sorry, it came with the guitar. Okay, hey. it's a practice amp. That's pretty anyway, stuff, Andrew. We have a special Halloween show for everyone today, including some hot gossip on Laura Mallory that's going to get everyone. Yeah. Uh, this is this is steaming hot gossip. Yeah. Oh, ooh, everyone's going to be like, hey, gossip, I love gossip. We also hope you're enjoying our new intro music. Do, do, Take that as a no. Do, do. <laughs> I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike Tannenbaum. And now over to Mike Tannenbaum for the past week's top Harry Potter news stories. Oh, really? Good thing I'm not working down there today, but the rest of the transcribers... Well, good luck. Goblet of Fire has received two nominations, Best Feature Film and BAFTA Kids Vote, in this year's Children's BAFTA Awards. The award ceremony will take place on November 26th in London. HBO has opened a contest where you can win tickets to the Order of the Phoenix U.S. premiere next July, including $500 in spending money and transport plus accommodation. This contest is only open to U.S. residents. To enter, head over to MuggleNet.com. And while you're over there, be sure to check out MuggleShop.com for all your Harry Potter merchandise needs. With thousands of products to choose from, if you can't find a Harry Potter product there, either it doesn't exist, it's a dumb product idea, or we're just not allowed to sell it. I'm glad I get paid by the advertisement. Speaking of, 
We're proud to announce the first ever book written by MuggleNet staff is now available for pre-order for only $11.85 through our partner Olivons. The book is titled, What Will Happen in Harry Potter 7? Who Lives? Who Dies? Who Falls in Love? And How Will the Adventure Finally End? Our fully customizable Order of the Phoenix countdown is now available. You can change the countdown to your country's release date. More countries and dates will be added as they become available. Speaking of the fifth movie, Empire Magazine's latest edition included a three-page spread where director David Yates spoke about the length of the film. He said the book's huge, but it actually distills quite easily. That said, I've shot a movie that's probably over three hours, so I'll have to lose 45 minutes in the edit. Blasphemy. Yates also discusses Imelda Staunton and Ivana Lynch. Finally, We Love the Royal Family Son, a special program about the Royal Family sitcom, aired this past week on BBC One, and Joe Rowling made a guest appearance. We have a video available for you online. That's all the news for this October 31st, 2006, Halloween edition of MuggleCast. Be sure to check out the Halloween layout on MuggleNet.com. Back to the show. All right, thank you, Micah. Uh, you're welcome. We're going to try something new this week. We are going to talk about the news a little bit because it's a good way to keep the show a little fresh week to week, and this way we can have a chance to gossip about the latest Harry Potter stories, guys! Yeah! So, one of the big stories this week was a new interview with David Yates, where he said that there was going to be a good 45 minutes of film that they shot that is going to have to be cut. He was he was talking what? specifically about his length, uh, which I always like it when men talk about length. Because really, I you know, when you can't really talk about a film, review a film if it's, you know, too long or too short, I think you've got to keep them into certain categories. Like, you know, there's more that can be packed into a four or five hour film, so it's so, so it's impossible to compare it with a one hour film because it's completely different. The plot's different. You can you can have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then more in a four hour film, whereas you can't right. you know, really in a right. one hour film. That could be said about a lot of things, but I mean, with yeah, this, definitely. with the movie, um, why is WB so concerned about keeping it at about two and a half hour range? Because that really seems. It's just what, what's so more. So for? encourages more people to go out and watch it. I mean, yeah, and it's continuity. Parents, well. parents don't want to take their kids to a film that's going to be over three yeah, hours exactly. long. Yeah, because it's gonna be like, oh kids geez, there's no way he's gonna sit through this, and oh geez, I don't want to put up with him this long. So, <laughs> I guess. But I mean, you know, and then you look at Titanic, and that yeah, movie. but Titanic, How long is Titanic wasn't geared. They weren't trying to gear that towards children. No, but adults sat through the whole thing. Adults, not kids. Yeah. Well, don't you think kids would sit through the Harry Potter film? I thought the concern was that the parents would not want to sit through it. No, I think and Granted, that, they probably I mean, wouldn't. Well, I mean, think about it. A five-year-old? I mean... Yeah, exactly. Sitting through yeah, a three-and-a-half, four-hour movie? And also, it's like, um, you know, when it goes into a four- or five-hour movie, it turns into a new thing. Like, you know... The third mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings is known for being a long film, or you know, uh, there's one film I can't remember what it is that's like six hours, and it, and then people, it becomes known for being so long instead of Gone being with the known wind. As, as a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For an example, mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind, it's like three hours fifty minutes or something, you know, and that isn't a film; it's a marathon film. Not you know, to mention, so the like, longer the movie is, the more people are going to expect for it to contain, you know, from the books, yeah, like exactly, the facts yeah, yeah. that that would have normally been left out, and we know that directors, especially um, I can't believe I forgot his name. Galvin Fire. No, Galvin Fire oh, director. Mike Newell. Mike Newell. <laughs> Mike oh, Newell. Lori, you totally yourself him. a fact. Totally slipped my mind. But for instance, you know, he said that the big theme in this one was 
the boarding school kind of element to it. Yeah, yeah. So he took he took those pieces, and Alfonso Cuaron said that the big theme in Prisoner of Azkaban was Harry. Was shrunken you know, heads. Was the Whomping Willow? <laughs> no, yeah. was Harry transforming from a child into a teenager? So they're just picking out the main story element that they want the movie to focus around. Do you, do you know? I think it's uh, I think it's funny when people like speak like, and I do think this movie is incredibly important for the character development and how the plot progresses. When I watch a film, I just watch it. I don't think about these things. <laughs> right, right. I've you never, want entertainment. Exactly. I, I've never ever thought about the development of the characters as a whole and their personal struggle against the forces of evil. Yeah, but the thing is, if the character character development is good, then that makes the movie entertaining. So, back to what David Yates was saying about uh, that he's recorded a three-hour film, so he's going to have to cut 45 minutes of it, which, for the non-mathematically inclined among you, mean that it should be a two-hour, 15 Now, that's stupid. Throw it. About Throwing an extra got, 15. Yeah, I think they would yeah. go for two and a half. I mean, and granted, maybe WB will finally pull the stick out of their butt and say, hey, maybe let's just go for three hours. Yeah, th- three hours would I be okay. I think they're going to have to eventually. I mean... But then, no, how, why would they? Why would <laughs> they? If Order of the Phoenix is a, is the longest like, book. Like, with the final book? So far, yeah, then, but book seven, Ben, it's going to be huge. And there's going to be, like, an epilogue and stuff. You know, well, it's well, not going to be the biggest I mean, book. I mean, Ben's right. Well, just because it's not the biggest book doesn't mean... The but content would you have take to send it off properly. Time. Yeah, you have to send it off exactly. properly. Just imagine yeah. the ending. Well, no, the, the, they're going to make as many cuts as possible to make it two and a half hours. That's what I think. Yeah, but if you're going to sit through a two and a half hour film, wouldn't you sit through a three hour film? It isn't like you're going to. Not necessarily. It's like there's a radio like on with anything. There's like a standard. For example, with uh, with the radio, like the the amount of time. Is like three three uh, three minutes thirty seconds. Like that's like the average length for a radio song. Like anything past that is considered too long. Yeah. So like even yeah. if it's four minutes. So if you have a movie that's three hours, some people aren't going to like sitting through that last thirty no, minutes. No, I guess. Yeah. But I think we all agreed though with Goblet of Fire. It was very fast paced through that entire yeah. time. It wasn't like you were, felt like you were really sitting there. Especially the opening. They rushed through all that. I mean the Quidditch World Cup. Mainly, I mean that was the biggest thing, but there were a lot of cuts in that that were kind of obvious too. Yeah, yeah. I mean I agree with Fate Jamie. Book. I, I think what's the real difference if you're there for two and a half hours? Who cares if you're there for you know twenty five more minutes? Well, that's also coming from our point of view. We're Harry Potter dorks. There, I mean, it's sad to say, but I don't think that they're only thinking about appealing to the book fans. They're thinking about no, they're, general they're audiences not. too. They can't think about the book fans because yeah. of... I mean, if you think about just the fans in general, what do they want? A longer movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll sit through... A f- well, hmm. Well, what's it about? I mean, what's it about? Entertaining, okay. we'd s- is it about pleasing the fans? Or is it about... Or making the, money. Or boosting <laughs> the bottom money. line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about that's, both. Well, it's true. a combination of both. It is, but like... You, you know WB does not give priority to the fans. No. No, of course not. <laughs> Like, you look at Lord of the Rings, there's extended uh, versions of the movie, like, on the special Tudus DVD, and you get the whole thing. They really, uh, Peter, or what was the director of Lord of the Rings? Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. And he really did care about the fans. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. why a lot of people did love his work on the on the films. But then again, who, you know, there's a different director for each of these films, and it's up really up to WB how much goes in, so... With that said, 
can we expect to see this all on the DVD? Because that would really be the way to I pay doubt it. back. Yeah. No, I don't Yeah, like 45 so. minutes of content. That's a lot for well, how much scenes. Uh, do we know how how much extra footage there was for... Um, like, Out of Fire? Yeah, or yeah, Cobb of Fire or Prisoner What, like 20 minutes worth, maybe? I think the DVD that had the most extra footage was the Chamber of Secrets one. There were a lot of extra scenes included on the Chamber of Secrets DVD, but it doesn't amount to 45 minutes, no, and none of the other DVDs nearly. did. Yeah. I was pretty happy with the Goblet of Fire DVD. That had a lot of extra bonus features, like a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> but seriously, though, I think I heard somewhere that any extra footage they film that's like that was originally going to go in the movie that they cut out actually does make it to the DVD. Mm, okay. Well, that's, I think, I remember saying. In other news, Prisoner of... I wanted to bring up this story because I really want to know the answer to my question. Prisoner of Azkaban aired on ABC the other day. And, you know, some people... Does anyone care? Does anyone watch it? Like, the fans? Cause well, it seems why? Like, You've got the DVD. Well, people, people have it on DVD. I actually watched it last night. Really? Well... I did. You're a dork. People... And some people... I just don't not, see, like... can't afford the DVD. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I tend to watch it more when it's on HBO, just because of the commercials and things like that. But a lot of times, ABC puts on deleted scenes, and I don't have any of the DVDs with deleted scenes, so... Oh, okay. I'll watch for that more than anything else. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's worth posting on MuggleNet because all the people on the site are hardcore fans, and chances are they watched it a few days prior yeah, to when it's yeah. airing anyway. And you know, and like you look in the comments of the news post, people are like, eh, "Who cares?" Well, exactly. Yeah, that's I don't know. The thing. I, right. you... We should we should look up the ratings, the Nielsen ratings, see what. Uh... Yeah, that's a good idea. Last night was a big deal because it was sponsored by Aragon. And I think that's... Oh, was there Aragon stuff? Yeah. I'm sure Shirtugle.com is going all out. I have a question, and I don't want to make any of our our friends over at Shirtugle angry, but who thinks that the Aragon poster is kind of a big ripoff of the Goblet of Fire one? (laughs) What is it? Well, haven't you seen it? Mm, I might have. I forget. Is it just a big E? No. No, no, no. It's like all of them standing around... And it looks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I've seen that. Yeah. Exactly like the Goblet of Fire poster. Well, of course, they want they want all the Harry Potter dwarfs to come out and see it. It's the next great adventure film. It's not what they're calling it, but I'm sure that's what they're trying to market it to be. Um, I mean, other than that, it was a pretty slow news week. But there was one news item that got posted on MuggleNet and nowhere else. Ben. Oh, which which one? Yeah, it's a book. Have you heard of it? We wrote it a few months it's a ago. Book. Oh, oh yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> go out and buy it. MuggleNet.com's What Will Happen in Harry Potter 7. Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Files in Love, and How the Adventure Finally Ends. Um, the book is written by myself, Jamie, um, Emerson, uh, Gretchen, and Andy. So go check it out. I mean, you can pre-order it from Olivon's. Uh, the book won't actually be on, on shelves in your local Barnes Noble and or Border store until... Uh, late November or early December, so you can pick up a copy. Is there then. some sort of money back guarantee I can get if you guys are way off on your predictions? Yeah, uh, we uh, will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Okay, but also something else. Go check out Mother Line now. We it. have a. <laughs> Speaking of Order of yeah. the Phoenix, we added our new Order of the Phoenix countdown. Woo! Wee. So go ahead and, and go download that. And go pick that I'm up. pumped. Um, Muggle shop. We also have a Halloween can... layout. 
And with the holiday season approaching, you can use MuggleNet.com's new Harry Potter store called Muggle Shop. It has every Harry Potter item. For each purchase you you make, we earn a commission. goes towards supporting the, the podcast, the, the site, everything. So, yeah, go, go purchase your Harry Potter-related Christmas items there. Speaking of purchasing, if you do want to help support MuggleCast, you can also purchase a MuggleCast t-shirt. We've also learned, guys, that uh, we will only be able to sell... The MuggleCast t-shirts until January 1st. So now's the time so to you're thinking about it. Yeah, now is the time to buy. And we're not kidding. Once We have to be finished selling them. Well, yeah, sales um, will be first. discontinued. Yeah, we are kidding. Also, don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. We appreciate everyone's vote over there to uh, keep everyone in the podcast uh, community reminded that we pawn uh, at life. Pawn? Podcasting. Yes, we pawn. PWN? That's pwn. Not speak that least. is pwn. Pwn. No, we here in New Jersey say pwn. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you mean just you, Edgy? A just, pawn no. is a chess piece, either. Yeah. <laughs> no crap. We queen and castle at everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, you just made another flub. Now you're embarrassed again. No, no, I'm serious. We No, everyone says No, pawn. they don't. You're know. lying. Pwn. I've been there. Pwn. No one's ever said pawn. Moving, <laughs> moving on, as we announced last week, we will probably... Be it prophecy, we can't officially announce that, announce anything yet. They've asked us to uh, not start, you know, going at it just yet. But um, we've been getting a lot of emails about it, asking if we are going to be there, and it looks like we will go. Maybe not a live podcast, but we will be there. Are we doing a podcast? Probably. I'm not sure yet. But we can't guarantee anything yet. Yeah, we have a rebuttal for everyone now, and then we'll get into some fun Halloween discussion and our discussion on ghosts this week, created by Micah. Uh, this rebuttal comes from Miranda of Idaho. I wholeheartedly agree with Laura that the Department of Mysteries will play a big role in Book 7. As a matter of fact, I think the Department of Mysteries and the Love Room will play a huge role as the setting of the final battle between Harry and Voldemort, with Harry utilizing the power within the room to overcome Voldemort. Even though Harry wasn't able to open the door in order of the Phoenix, he has to be one of the few people who could actually enter the Love Room, full of what Dumbledore described as, quote, the most beautiful and t- terrifying power, end quote, because of his mother's love and his ability to love. It makes sense for the one thing that saved Harry in the first place, love to once again save him and it being the first thing that brought Voldemort's downfall also be his final demise. Truly, the only thing that Voldemort doesn't understand, obviously, is the ancient magic of love, and since Lily's unprecedented love for Harry was only enough to save her child and rip Voldemort from his body, it will take even stronger love, such such as that in the room, in order to actually kill him. Love the show, and Ben, you're my favorite. Clearly, this girl is nuts. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good, good point brought by Miranda of Idaho. Thank you, Miranda. Yes. I don't know if I agree with the final battle taking place there, though. Well, I don't know if that'll happen, but... I do think that's a bit of a stretch. But I, but, but I think that Harry's going to be there for some reason. Mm. You think he's going to study there, don't you? That's your big thing. Yes! I, I don't think he's going to go and like open up a notebook and start taking notes. But, but, but he's going to go there I think he's going to go there. Point. Yeah, of course. He has to. Where do you guys think the final battle will take place? I not at Hogwarts. Yeah. Not at Hogwarts. Oh I my god. No, every bad not, fan Laura? fiction I've ever read in my uh-huh. whole life, they have the final battle take place at Hogwarts, and then like no, first no, years no. are out fighting Death Eaters. It's ridiculous. No. I think it should be at Godric's Hollow. Yeah, oh, that would be good. Yeah. You guys want a cool Azkaban fact? Sure. In the movie Order of the Phoenix... It is on a waterfall cliff. Did we say that in the live podcast? Mm-mm. No. 
It it's is. It's a waterfall it? cliff, and it's in the shape of a V. No, an A. But it looks like a V. It's really cool. So, since it is our Halloween show, we're going to have a little talk about our, what we've done with Halloween in the past. Right, Jamie? Yeah, we are. We're going to talk about what we did for Halloween as children, or what we do now if we still like trick-or-treating and enjoy it. So... Let's do it. Andrew, what did you do? Does anyone still trick-or-treat right now? No, I do not. Okay. I do. Just <laughs> My kid does. <laughs> My mom won't let me. <laughs> I can't be up this eight. <laughs> out, of, out of curiosity, what did you guys stop trick-or-treating? For me, it was uh, fifth grade. Oh, geez. I stopped like two or three. No. What was it? Eighth grade, I think I stopped. I don't, I don't know. I just I woke up one morning. I was like... I'm not going trick-or-treating this year. It's lame. <laughs> I don't... I think it was probably eighth grade. How do you guys remember? <laughs> you like, sad. Well, we know Micah's answer. Jamie, do you still trick-or-treat? <laughs> well, do they even have Halloween I, over there? Yeah, yeah, No, yes, they do. But uh, I have a confession to make. I've, I haven't ever trick-or-treated ever in my life. Nor have I dressed up for what? Halloween. I just, I just never, ever seen the attraction, to be honest, of going even out. Even when and, you were in third grade, you were like, this isn't cool? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was only interested in sort of nuclear physics and uh, maths back then. I didn't like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> you never dressed up? No, yeah. I just didn't see the attraction of it. I just thought, you know, no. in the freezing cold, going out asking for candy. And most people are mean, so they don't give you good candy, you know. They just give you something. How do you know if you've never done it? Well, yeah. uh, because I have a very pessimistic view of the world, Andrew. Everybody's mean. <laughs> okay. Everyone only cares about themselves, that stuff. You guys know that they don't really have Halloween in Australia? Hmm, really? Yeah. That's, that's interesting now. So yeah, just never. Never done it. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll find it the most thrilling thing in the world ever. Perhaps. I, I know I used to. What, what was the goofiest Halloween costume anyone is dressed up as? How about you, Micah? Uh, goofiest was probably in college. Um, dressing up as the Royal Tannenbaums. Oh, do you have a picture of that? I do, actually. Yeah. Any chance we could use it as our album art for this week's for show? This week? Sure. So it can appear on millions of iPods around you the globe. You want to see me dressed up as Gene Hackman, though? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my biggest fantasy. I a dream about it every night, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, I was I was an Eminem one year, and that was kind of weird. And, okay, you you were Eminem or an Eminem? <laughs> Yeah. An M&M, I said. Oh, I thought you, I thought said you, said you, I thought you were M&M. M&M. <laughs> no, I said an Andrew, M&M. Andrew, that's, <laughs> that's why I asked you if you carried a chainsaw around with you. Because he, cause he carries no. a chainsaw. I didn't realize you had... Oh, my Candy, God. That must have sounded you were a so weird. No, I wasn't the rapper. Why would I be Eminem the rapper? Because it's, you... a, it's, a, it's an actual Halloween costume. Andrew... It is. I've never seen someone dress up seven <laughs> What did you think I meant I mean, anything's when I... An, an, a costume. My How old were you when you were an M&M? Third grade. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, if you were, <laughs> if you were How, older than that, that would How be old funny. is third grade? You realize the avatars now, right? Yeah. Andrew's head on <laughs> M&M. Whatever. How if someone does that, I'll just put the picture up of me dressed as an M&M. I don't care. How old is third grade? Seven or eight. Andrew, what did you think I meant when I said, did you bring a chainsaw with you? <laughs> I thought you were joking because it would be a candy M&M and a chainsaw, no, so it would be kind oh of funny. Yeah, I honestly didn't get it either. Yesterday, I was like, what's <laughs> I thought you meant M&M. M&M does not carry around a chainsaw. No, M&M sure does, though. M&M. No, he yes, doesn't. he does. There's a picture of him with like a mask on, holding a chainsaw. A picture. Yeah, <laughs> that means he has done it. <laughs> he has done it before. Therefore, All right. I guess so. <laughs> now, Jamie, do you st- still plan to uh, st- 
steal candy. Yes, I'm not going to be nice Halloween. to anyone. I think my pessimistic view of the world is true that everyone's mean, so I'm not going to completely disappoint myself. I'm going to be mean as well. <laughs> I'm going to steal everything. I'm going to drop kick pumpkins. I'm going to I'm going to take off costumes and throw them in the uh, garbage can. So, uh, continuing with our cute little Halloween theme here, we're going to talk about ghosts at Hogwarts because there are quite a few of them. And uh, we've never really talked about them much at all. We've talked about um, Peeves once or twice. We've probably had a little discussion about Nearly Headless Nick and Moaning Myrtle, but never really had a full discussion on uh, all of the ghosts. Isn't that right, Micah? That is right, Andrew. Ghosts at Hogwarts. Um, you know, each house has a ghost. So what characteristics do you guys think that a house ghost has that links them to a particular house? I Based think on it what was we've seen. the house they were in when they went to school. Is that always the house that they were... Uh, I think it probably is. That they well, represent? why would... Okay, if Nearly Headless Nick were a Ravenclaw, why would he be the Gryffindor ghost? What I... Th- I yeah. makes no sense. That is very true. <laughs> so, yeah. I basically. think the Bloody Baron was a Hufflepuff in that yeah. case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Nearly Headless Nick was a, was a brave young lad. That's that could explain why yep. he is nearly headless, folks. And the fat fry was maybe Harry's going the same way. How do they become house ghosts? Is there a selection process? Yeah, you apply, <laughs> <laughs> fill in a form, and uh, send it off, and then they no, say see, yes. I, I hate these questions no, that you can't even so. answer. I mean, there's like yeah, <laughs> it's all just conjecture. There's nothing to back it up. The entire show's conjecture. Joe is going to answer it in book seven, so we should. Uh... How do you know? Because she said she will. Did she? Oh. Yeah, she did. She said there'll be more information on why people become ghosts and why they choose that path. Because as nearly had but no, not why they become house five, ghosts. No, but That's ghosts different. in general. Ghosts in general. Oh, maybe they become house ghosts because they do some sort of service to the school. Yes, that could be that. Maybe because the they chose to, to stay at the school. <laughs> well, right, but if, so if, if they're gonna stay at the school, then no. But if I want to turn into a ghost. If I want to be a ghost and I want to stay at the school, that automatically makes me a, a house ghost. We're talking about the house ghost here. Just the okay, one. well, if they have to do some kind of special service, I doubt the Bloody Baron is exactly no. considered a genuinely nice guy. Tom Riddle, Tom Riddle did a special service to the school. Yeah, but it's not everyone who, who does a special service. It's just... Do you think... See, I was planning on saying, do you think when the house ghost dies, he, uh, he gets uh, replaced by another one, but... Uh, can they retire? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> Can they say, "Well, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore," and then go? Or are they tied no, down they re- by a contract? Well, can. what else? What else, Laura? Do you think could possibly, could you know, possibly what, what what lets them become a house ghost? There's only one per house. That was that's well, the point. I, I mean, just, they, they they're probably there forever. Yeah, I but I don't I don't think that they're specified as the house ghost. I think that's just how they're known to the students. There's probably more than one ghost per house. Oh, there, it's just the there ones are loads we of see. Ghosts. Yeah, but but that's actually that's a point. It's not Andrew, like you know? it's not like Dumbledore runs around saying they're your ghost prefects or whatever. They're just ghosts that happen to live in the houses. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's like there've got to be more than sort of five, six ghosts at the entire school. That just. Fl- but even so, wanting to stay at Hogwarts, that has to be a decision yeah. that's up to the headmaster. And I mean, I mean, I would think you would really would have to been a great student yeah, at the school yeah. in order, you know, for Dumbledore or whoever to say you can stay in my school. Is it up to Dumbledore, though? Do you really think he has that much control well, over current, the school? The current, 
The current headmaster? Peeves is in the school, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's too easy to get rid of him. Well, that's because Dumbledore wants to keep him around. Exactly. No, I I think that... No, 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 Dumbledore won't oust him. They've said that Of course, that's true, yeah. I know, but I mean, I don't think that Dumbledore can say... Tell a ghost to get out of, of his school. Of course he can. He's so powerful. It's ridiculous. Well, he he can say it, but he can't make it happen. Of course he can. He Laura, he can do anything. He can do absolutely. I'm not saying I know it for sure. I'm saying, yeah, he can do absolutely everything except stop himself from getting killed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but he wanted to die, so it's fine. Looking at some of the house ghosts specifically, nearly headless Nick. Gryffindor, he died on Halloween, October 31st, 1492. And this is something interesting I found out, and I didn't know this, but his day that he died is actually the basis for the entire timeline in the Harry Potter series. Do you guys know that? What do you mean? He means that 1492 is is when he died, okay? And in and he celebrates his 500th death, death day. In Chamber of Secrets at Halloween, which means that ha- the Chamber of Secrets takes place in 1992, which also means that Philosopher's Stone oh. takes place in 1991, and Harry's parents were attacked by Voldemort in 1981, and that forms the basis for the entire oh. timeline of the films. Sorry, of the oh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of doing that. The timeline thing, yeah, that makes any sense. Yeah, some people put a lot of speculation on like the timelines like uh, there's a lot of there's that one theory about the missing day in between when Harry's parents were killed and when Dumbledore took Harry to well timeline timeline or not I that day was missing I mean if you think about it the the Potters were killed Halloween night and Harry didn't show up at the Dursleys till the next night I mean that could just be that he was he had him at Hogwarts for a day to figure out what the heck they were gonna do with but Dumbledore didn't take Harry Hagrid did all right, so t- Hagrid took him back to the school, and then Dumbledore, you know, tried to figure out what to do. I mean, that's a big decision, where you're going to leave that kid. And yeah. didn't Dumbledore say he was trying to get in contact with relatives, and that's the only one he could find? I don't think so. I think that they knew that those were his only living relatives, but... Yeah, well, I mean... And it's not cause... like he exactly warned them before he left Harry on their doorstep. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, so that's a big decision. I I think people need to stop going crazy over that. Oh, what happened in the one day? It's all wrong. It just doesn't. I don't think it's wrong. I think that if there's an extra day in there for a reason, it's not anything she did wrong. <laughs> it's something well, else that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I mean, people are like, ex- explain it. But yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. Explanation, so. I don't think it's a screw up. Essentially. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, Halloween does seem to play a big role in the series, um, in all the different books, for the most part. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about some of the other events that have occurred? <laughs> why, don't we, sure. why don't we just sure. finish talking about Nearly Headless the Nick uh, yeah. and talking about um, when Harry went to speak to him at the end of Order of the Phoenix. What do we think of that, if we can remember? He went to ask him if Sirius could come back. and Well, one of the things that happened was he asked him if Sirius could come back, and he said he will not choose that path. Uh, and Harry said, why? Of course he will. He wants to see me again. Of course he will. And then he said, no, he won't, which makes me think that perhaps there's a huge price to pay when you choose to become a ghost, because it means you can come back, but there's got to be something else you can't do, you know, like love or something like that, maybe, and that that's why Sirius e. wouldn't come back. Yeah, e, that's the big thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe he just... 
maybe he just wouldn't want to see Harry through the eyes of a ghost. Uh, uh, yeah, and it, like the relationship would never be the same. I don't think. Well, maybe and it's not like maybe it has something to do see, with uh, like once you become a ghost, you can never like you're always going to exist. You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe the, that that make, makes sense for that to be the sacrifice. Well, that's pretty much what Nick said. He said that it was just, you know, kind of a pale existence that it was it it was basically mimicking the existence they once had. They just sort of got to watch from the sidelines. If you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's true. Also, you you limit and let's not react in a bad way to this. You limit the physical interaction that there can be. And well, I don't yeah. think that's serious. Can ghosts interact with other ghosts? Yeah, yeah. They um, oh. he's, uh <laughs> They do yeah. all the time. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I mean like physically. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like in their own physical sense because... Like shake hands? Yeah, or can they touch each other? Not in a bad way, but like... You know what I'm talking about how... Uh, like, uh, nearly had this next... It's maybe may a movie thing, but his head falls off and then he, he reaches up and he pulls it back, you know? Well, well of, course of course you gotta be able can to... Touch touch yourself. Yourself. Well, I guess if you could touch yourself and yeah. you're a ghost, then you yeah, could probably touch yeah. other ghosts. Hmm. All right, the Bloody Baron. Um, how do you guys think the Bloody Baron died? <laughs> he got hacked to pieces considering all, all the blood on him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> or he slipped over at a, who... a blood factory and ba- banged his head on the ground and died, and then that's why I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose or what blood do you guys think? is on him. It's described as being silvery. Yeah, he, Do you think it belongs to unicorn? Unicorn? I think yeah. it's I think it's silvery just because he's a ghost. Yeah. I mean, they're white and transparent. I think the blood's just silvery because of the composition of a ghost's body. Alright, Laura. So how can he keep Peeves under control? Because he's scary as Yeah, obviously there's something about him that scares Peeves. Just like Dumbledore. Yeah. Me- meaning... Dumbledore can also keep him. Well, then what do you think it is about him that scares him? I mean, yeah, what can the Bloody Baron do to Peeves? No, he can... Ob- I mean, if it goes back to what I was talking about, that um, that um, ghosts can touch, then um, then clearly it could be something physical he could do to Peeves. So, the, f- the Fat Friar. How do you guys think he died? He doesn't seem particularly interesting, the Fat Friar, does he? He just, uh... No. He's trying to... No. no he... Yeah. But as, uh, as it says here... Uh, sorry, I mean, what I mean is, I have a point. He tries to uh, to get Peeves invited to the opening feast in Sorcerer's Stone, and so he seems to be f- extremely forgiving, and he doesn't care. He's just, you know, happy-go-lucky. Why? Why is he like that? Do you think it represents the, well, uh, he's a the house? Well, yeah. What? Yeah. So he's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely represents. Well, the maybe, maybe, maybe he was too trusting in his uh, in his life, in his previous life, killed. bit like Dumbledore. Oh uh, yeah. So you're saying Dumbledore's a No. <laughs> All right. The final house ghost, um, the Grey Lady from Ravenclaw. She, we really don't know a whole lot about her. Uh, we don't really see her that much uh, in the books. But, Jamie, maybe you know something about this. There are various Grey Lady ghost stories that exist in London. Um, Is that true? I have heard a few, yeah. Lady Jane Grey was the great-granddaughter of Henry the Seventh, and she reigned as queen, but she was actually uncrowned, and she only reigned for nine days, which is, you know, absolutely nothing. And then I think she was beheaded at the Tower of London. So, yeah, that's why her uh, ghost is, you know, is reported to haunt it. But she other haunt... She is uh, supposed to haunt other castles as well and different places. 
haunted places. So, uh, I mean, is there anything there? Like, maybe maybe the Grey Lady was only at Hogwarts for nine days, and then she got killed. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit unlikely, and then Dumbledore felt bad for her, so she was like, come be a house yeah, guest. Yeah. And then... well, well, don't worry. What about Professor be Benz? How, how did he... Well, can we stay on top of Grey Lady first? Yeah, Ben, then... yeah, Ben. Uh, not literally, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. We just fall through and hit the ground. So it's possible that Joe took the name from there. Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. That's... Yeah, well, there's really no doubt behind that. And that would probably be the most reasonable explanation. Yeah, for... and, but she's a very mysterious ghost. We, uh, I think we hear once that she was floating by or something like that, but we don't hear anything about her. Perhaps we'll find out something new in Book 7. I think she's in Half-Blood Prince, if I remember they said some ghost went by as Harry was talking to Hagrid about overhearing the conversation between Snape and Dumbledore. Oh. She seems to be around at kind of interesting times because they said in the movie for Chamber of Secrets, and I don't know if this was in the books too, it was a scene that was cut out where um, it's the f- first time that Harry goes to open Tom Riddle's diary. Yeah. And uh, he tells the gray lady to get lost. He doesn't, does he? Really? It's a deleted scene. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's a deleted scene, I see. (laughs) But, I don't know. know, Why would they cut that? I mean, what was was in replace of it? Just without the gray lady going behind her? Yeah, I think so. Do you think Joe could have any involvement in that, or they were. They just realized maybe it served no purpose? Oh, she could have had, yeah, if it's like. Eh, She could have, but, I mean. How do we know it's the gray lady? Yeah, I mean, I just think it was another cut they were... So going back to Peeves, why do you guys think he's allowed to stay at Hogwarts? Why does Dumbledore let him? I think that's just Dumbledore's Yeah, I think Dumbledore is kind of amused by him, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, think I think there's some well. other reason. I don't know why, why, but there's some other reason. Kicking him out would just be mean, and that's not like Dumbledore. But he's also a poltergeist. He's not an actual ghost. What's the mm-hmm. difference? One's me. Poltergeists well, actually... were never alive. <laughs> oh, is that true? Yeah, poltergeists are that they're pure energy. That's what they are. They're, I mean, poltergeists are actually um, considered to be real things, not like the ones you see in the movies, but especially like um, young teenagers, like thirteen and fourteen year old girls, exhibit so much electrical energy that they can actually make stuff fall over when they're really angry. Ah, and that's considered a poltergeist. Um, let's see. So it's actually it's kind of a manifestation hold on, of hold on. a residence, I think. Noisy it's ghosts. A, it's a jerk. Poltergeists yeah, are invisible ghosts. masses of spirit energy that may or may not be connected to a living human agent. Some of the most common poltergeist activities include loud unexplained noise, levitations, the moving of objects, and electrical problems. It's from Google. Well, okay, so there's there's no stopping peeve, so it's not like Dumbledore can be mad at him for no, doing I'm, what he's I'm doing. I'm sure that Dumbledore could Get him out if he wanted to, though. There's no way he couldn't find a way, you know. But he couldn't know. I dead. think Peeves probably came with Hogwarts. Kind of like the way house elves come with houses. Hmm. Could be. I don't know. So No, I was going to say, Laura, that, that can't be right, because um, Hogwarts predates um, Nearly Headless Nick, so the ghosts of the thing obviously came but, afterwards. But poltergeists aren't ghosts of people. <laughs> yeah, they I know. That's be, the thing. But... but no, just... no, 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 no. The they definition just, um... you read said that it can be connected to a person, meaning it can be caused by a person. But not that it's right. But it's the a same thing. It means, it means noisy ghosts. No, it's not. All right, wrapping up the ghost discussion, Professor Bins. 
Um, he didn't even notice that he was dead. He just got up from he teaching must have one day when he tried to sort of kept on teaching. Put a sausage roll in his mouth and it just fell down and hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he must um, know he's dead now. He'd have to be gormless, very uh, gormless. Maybe not. Doesn't. So he just fell asleep by the fireplace? Isn't that what happened? And died and then got yeah. up, so he must have had unfinished business as well. But, you know, it's to impart knowledge of goblins <laughs> into the minds what, what of young, eager from, students. Old age, I think. I don't think it was terribly specific. No, he fell into it. Yeah. <laughs> and this question... <laughs> it's kind of far out there, but he taught Tom Riddle. Do you think he can provide any useful information for Harry? Mm, I think that's what Slughorn was for. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. Well, what the, what's left? I mean, well, he could... Ha- he could- Tell Harry about Tom Riddle. Is that the question? I don't you were just think asking so, about? though, because you see, he doesn't pay that much attention to the students anyway. It doesn't he matter. Keep, I he mean, keeps well, calling Harry Mister Perkins or something. Laura, he doesn't he, even call he, him by his right he, last name. Yeah, but he knows a lot about the um, Chamber of Secrets. So if he knows about that, he clearly knows uh, stuff about Hogwarts, um, you know, folklore, legend, and stuff. Although, of course, he he, he said it didn't exist, which was incorrect wrong. I mean, and plus, uh, it was a really long time ago that he taught Tom, so he could possibly, I don't know, like, you you would know something about your students, like, he's got to know about Harry after teaching him, he's got to gather some information about him, like, maybe he knows a weakness or something, I don't know. You never know, there could be a whole backstory to it. Maybe. I just think that the purpose that Slughorn served was to provide insight on Tom Riddle as a student at Hogwarts. I think that's already been taken care of. Mm, agreed. Yep. Alright, so that concludes our discussion on some ghosts, Hogwarts. Was it spooky? <laughs> Before we get to our little Halloween debate, first we have a rebuttal from Mark of Northern Ireland, age 29. He writes, with regard to the idea that Ron may have suffered lasting effects as a result of his attack by brain. You should remember the quote by Dumbledore, where Dumbledore does say, Well, Harry, said Dumbledore, finally turning away from the baby bird, you'll be pleased to hear that none of your fellow students are going to suffer lasting damage from the night's events. End quote. Dumbledore made it clear to Harry that none of his friends, which would include Ron, will suffer no lasting damage. Although J.K.R. briefly reminds us about the lingering scars on Ron's arm in Half-Blood Prince. In the chapter Hermione's Helping Hand, there is a passage that reads... You could still see the marks where that evil woman made you write with your own blood, but you stuck to your own story anyway, she says to Harry. And then Ron says, you could still see where those brains got hold of me in the Ministry of Magic. Look, said Ron, shaking back his sleeves. And it doesn't hurt that you've grown about a foot over the summer either, Hermione finished. <laughs> oh, Hermione, you're so funny. So, what do you guys think? I mean, this this is interesting because, on the one hand, Dumbledore's saying that there's no lasting damage... But what is he talking about? Physically or mentally? Exactly. I think that Dumbledore would think that, you know, physical damage is absolutely nothing. The complete opposite of what Voldemort would think, who would think that physical damage is is terrible. You know, I think Dumbledore would always consider Mm -hmm. there's no lasting mental damage, but he might have a few scars, which is nothing to what Dumbledore would, you know. Right. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think it could go either way, honestly. Yeah. Moving on to our debate now. 
Today's debate topic is, trick-or-treating is a morally vapid, delinquent activity that exploits the fear of human beings into giving material gifts. Jamie and I are affirming, and Micah and Laura are denying, and Ben will make his decision at the end. Jamie, got two minutes, go. Okay, while trick-or-treating is extremely you know, important to children, and they think it's quite a bit of fun it really is very very morally vapid and you know it's delinquent activity because people think that dressing up in costumes is fun it's scary but they don't realize the implications of what they're doing you just imagine you're (laughs) 85 years old sitting at home and somebody knocks on your door you think it's got to be a visitor because at that age you've lived in a different generation and you think that everyone you know is uh is being nice when you open the door you you don't realize that uh, it's a joking child, stuff like that. You see a person with a knife and, automatic, and automatically you think, well, you know, this could be very bad. It's dangerous. All bad things can happen. The only good thing that can come out of it is free candy. And things that are free aren't really free. So when that child takes that free bit of candy, he thinks, uh, you know, he thinks it's free. But really, it could have cost a dear, dear old person their... Uh, you know, uh, enjoyment dignity. for that evening. It could, yeah, yeah, their dignity. It could have, it could have hurt them, you know, mentally to open the door and see somebody there. Also, getting things for free. Okay, go on, Andrew. Not only that, you will be footing a bill for getting those cavities taken out of your teeth because yeah. you eat so much candy that night that you won't have teeth. Not only that, I agree with Jamie. It is dangerous. My TV tech, tech teacher told me a story once where his friend would put staples yeah. <laughs> into the candy and give it to kids. Loads of children have died. And these kids would eat it and then um, sort of, you know, hurt themselves really bad because you're chewing on staples. <laughs> No, wait, were they staples? Or were they nail? Oh, no, they were thumbtacks <laughs> inside the candy. And um, it's just terrible. It's very dangerous. You never know what's going in your, into your candy. Yep. Also, also, um, it you know, things that are free aren't automatically good. You shouldn't get things free nowadays. You should, you should buy your candy. You should work hard. Manual labor. Get money. Buy your candy. That's the way the world goes around. Go. Okay. There, that concludes the... <laughs> The affirmative. <laughs> Laura and Micah. We won. Well, tell me, tell me. <laughs> why is trick-or-treating not morally vapid? Well, I think, first of all, if you want to say that it's bad to get things for free, then you need to uh, get rid of Christmas, not Halloween. <laughs> and uh, like any other holiday, it's just something for people to look forward to. It's Joe's favorite holiday. I don't think she'd endorse something that was morally vapid. Um, it's a celebration passed down, which originally was created to honor the dead, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. Um, and saying that Halloween causes delinquency is like saying that Harry (laughs) Potter causes Satanism, so you're wrong. Micah? I mean, Halloween brings about a sense of community, too. You're going around and, you know, interacting with your neighbors and, uh... You know, if you're getting something free out of it, I, I don't see how that's wrong and, and dressing up. And see, up. I don't know about you, Andrew, but my parents always checked my candy to make sure that no one put anything in it. Maybe. And honestly, Maybe that's... Maybe no one did that for you. Is it open know. now? That's oh, sort of morally no, no, vapid on the on the sense of the person providing the candy, not the kids going out and trick-or-treating. Exactly. Okay, okay. A commun- You say, Laura, you say that it... In- is it- Sorry, Micah, you said that uh, it encourages yeah, community. because I sound like Laura. How does it, how does it encourage <laughs> community? I have never, ever seen dressing up as scary figures encouraging, you know, friendship and stuff like that. Laura, you said... Well, Jamie, you, said you, wouldn't, Laura, Jamie, Laura, you wouldn't Laura, know. You've never gone Laura, trick-or-treating. Laura, trick-or-treating I teaches people Jamie's to nation. interrupt. I'm an experienced trick-or-treater. Yeah, and there you go, see. And also, you said that the proper holiday was, you know, brought down from All Hallows' Eve 
celebrating the dead, I fail to see how going out, engaging in juvenile delinquent and immature okay, activity people, Jamie, encourages people are going incur- to like participate in delinquent activity whether there's halloween or not no it's it's they should be at home reading a book <laughs> they should be you know i don't see how it increases it just teaches people that they can get things for free by scaring people. So does Christmas yes, and does. Easter yes, and every other holiday. It's all commercialized. It's, it's the season of giving. That's yeah. not, this is not the season of they giving. Should, We're not there they yet. Should be, uh, <laughs> Jamie, they just should because be, yeah. you got egged in toilet paper as a kid doesn't mean that you have to hate <laughs> Halloween. Okay. I got one word for you all. In the words of Steve Cuts. Irwin, danger. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's very dangerous. All the bad things that, that can happen do not outweigh the... Uh, so, sorry, do outweigh all the good things that could happen. It's just, there are so many things that, that could go wrong with it. The parents are letting children, and it's normally children, of course, who go trick-or-treating. But they are letting them out of their sight. When in today's world, you know, you don't know who's they out there. They walk around they with them. What are you a, talking about? They could knock on yeah. somebody's door, a very dangerous door, and uh, and open it, and they could be a very... Per, they could be okay, a but that's not who... the responsibility of the holiday. That's the responsibility oh, of the parent. Oh, yes, you're, Laura, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, they can go trick-or-treating, get taken in by a paedophile, and, you know, and all bad <laughs> things can happen. But it's fine, because uh, all Hallow's Eve celebrates the dead. Is it right to encourage it and uh, increase it by a... Uh, by, uh, you know, this, it's just its just dangerous. It is a dangerous activity. Everyone will still have fun without it. Children, there are other ways to have fun than going out on your own or with parents because some people do, do it on their own and knocking on doors and getting free candy. It's, it's one day are, out of the year, though. There are economic reasons, educational reasons, social reasons. What are the economic reasons, What are the economic reasons? I'm sure the people should be taught the value of money, Laura. Don't have any problem with the economic You cannot get things free by scaring people. That is not what you should be taught when you're young. You don't scare people. People open up the door and gush about how cute the little kids are in front of them. Yeah, because people dressed as grim reapers with blood poured down them. Oh, lovely. I'm a... I, I think that's cute. <laughs> okay, um, Andrew, um, Laura, Laura, and Micah, you have one minute to tell me why you should win. I think that I mean it's it's just there's no question to it. It's a holiday that creates community. If you want to, you know, say get rid of Halloween, then you have to say get rid of Christmas because there are tons of dangers that can come with Christmas. I mean, come on, you've got a fat guy <laughs> coming down your chimney. <laughs> If that's not a pedophile, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? It's a good argument so far. And it's a holiday. You're not getting well, yeah, rid of it. It's... You're not going to change it no matter what yeah, happens. And, and like I said, I mean, you can't say that Halloween causes people to run no. out and be delinquents. People are delinquents every day. Okay. Can we go now? Just say, it's just an excuse. Five seconds. It's been about, it's been about five minutes. Two... Okay, Andrew and Jamie, why? Okay. Laura, why you're, should you, you have changed this completely, saying that we should get rid of the holiday. We shouldn't get rid of the holiday. The holiday is a celebration of the dead. People should use Halloween to remember loved ones past, not go around. When you think of yeah. Halloween, you think of trick-or-treating. You think of getting material gain. Material gain is a bad thing, okay? Yeah. You know, but we should be celebrating our <laughs> so, dead. Go to, you know, remember... So okay, no, 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 you guys can't interrupt. You guys can't <laughs> interrupt. Yeah, can't shut up. up. You can't interrupt. They, they didn't so, interrupt you, so shut up. It is important to remember the true meaning of holidays. Christmas, birth of Jesus Christ, Halloween, remembering the dead. We shouldn't commercialize things. Yes, we have commercialized all these holidays. We shouldn't do it, though. Halloween, we should go back and go back to its roots, remember the dead. Trick-or-treating is dangerous. It can be very dangerous. It teaches people the wrong things. It 
encourages them to egg houses. That is not good in today's world. You can't go around doing that. But it teaches them that it's fine because it's a joke. But it's not a joke. They then think it's fine to do it. They do it at other times. It turns into bricks. You know, they yeah. get, they cause you know complete stuff, <laughs> bad things to property. It is not a good. Okay, idea. that's it. Hey, let me. No, I, no, 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 okay. It's not trick or treat. It's trick or die. <laughs> I <laughs> agree. Some of the something that was funny about that entire time was the only, the only input Andrew added was yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. that, was an, that was an awesome ending, um, Andrew. I like that. Okay, uh, thanks. I'm at to vote with Andrew and Jamie. <laughs> and here's why. Yeah. Here's why. It's because. Here's why. No, no, because no, no, Ben no. has a pattern of uh, not voting for the team that Laura's on. <laughs> I've noticed no, not true. Not true. I, be- I debated against you and beat you once. Um. Anyways. No, here's why. Here's why. Laura and Micah were focusing on saying, well, the, the holiday is not going to be eliminated anyways, and it, it creates community. But when you look to what we were debating over, is that trick-or-treating is a morally vapid, delinquent activity that exploits the fear of human beings into giving material gifts. And that's what Andrew and Jamie focus on. They focus on the fact that it's promoting the, yeah. the yeah. what 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 <laughs> tangible gifts, what tangible things you get out of the holiday, rather than focusing on the true meaning of Halloween. And you guys, yeah. you guys, uh, Laura and Micah brought up, well, Christmas, what about Christmas? That encourages it, too. Well, Jamie and Andrew we weren't saying that Christmas was okay. They were saying that it's all bad. That's all bad. And that you guys never actually denied the fact that it's encouraging kids, like, one night out of the year to go out and egg people's houses and toilet paper them. So, yep. Actually, we did, Ben. Huh? <laughs> that was uh, – our big thing was saying Halloween doesn't cause delinquency. Yes, it does, People though. are delinquents every day. No, they are, but that's one night where it's like everyone goes out and it, does though. it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They are every day, but People would do that. Them. People do that at Christmas, too. No, People they do don't. That on not, not, not nearly yes, as much. Do. Not nearly as much. No, nobody causes trouble. <laughs> yeah, who goes out and eggs houses on oh, Christmas? Please, I've people... never heard of that to be honest with but you. But Laura, yes, people, she made it up. people use excuses. <laughs> no, I didn't. All right, well, we'll see what the listeners think. Popular Your vote. How about how about we just let the no no we'll do the same debate rules. Uh, while we're doing some outrageous uh, discussion topics here, we have a chicken soup for everyone that's pretty funny, and I thought we could read it. Uh, week. It comes from Page 18 of Massachusetts. She writes, The other day I was riding the bus to Harvard Square while, while listening to MuggleCast, and at one one of the stops, about 97 high schoolers got on the already fairly full bus. Each time we went around a curve in the road or around a corner, we were so weighed down that the bottom of the bus would scrape ominously on the road, and we would tilt to one side. For the first couple of minutes, I was terrified that I was going to die. Then I realized that it would not have been so bad to die at that moment because I was listening to MuggleCast. Needless to say, I did not die. However, thank you for leaving my fear of dying. Wow. That is wow. You guys didn't think that was funny? That was funny. I burst out laughing. Ben is right. These people just make it up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We also have a rebuttal now from, uh, I guess it's a lady named who, she who must not be named, 18 of absolutely nowhere. She writes, Dear MuggleCast, I've been wondering how on earth you are supposed to pronounce Asio. My friends have several theories on it, on how it's pronounced, but I figured I'd have the excerpts, experts excerpts. argue about it. <laughs> so far, I've heard it about three different ways, but I was wondering what you guys think. Is it Axio, Akio, or maybe Asio? I personally think it is Axio, because the word accept also begins with ACC and is pronounced accept. However, no theories are safe from you, so I'll let you handle that. Um, I actually went on Scholastic.com and oh. used their... Cool pronunciation guy. Hagrid, too. 
Yeah. You say Hagrid. Rubeus. I don't know, but what do you guys think it is? Hey, Ben, Ben. (laughs) I think it's Ossio. You know who I mean. But you know in the movie they say Accio. Yeah, I say that. Do they? Yeah, they say Accio in the movie. I think it's Ossio, though. I heard uh, Jeff Yeon from H3A called it Accio. (laughs) I don't think that's right, but... I think that's a little off. Well, how did you say it, Andrew? How did you used to say it? Accio. No, no. No, I probably used to say Accio. I, 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 see a, I see a CO. You can't trust the uh, scholastic pronunciation guy because that woman is so softly spoken, isn't she, Ben? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. She, she, yeah. she can't get more softly spoken. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. And she says, she says Knuts as well, so anything she says is, is automatically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do it from now on, Jamie. No way. Apply for the job. Now, Micah. Micah. Halloween is coming up. And you did make a little promise a few weeks ago, and now today is Halloween, and we're recording, so everyone knows, on Sunday. So even if it's true, we didn't know. So don't don't be like, if 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 Michael was right, don't be like, well, you got three of the show, and the day was announced, though. No, this is being recorded on Sunday. I ain't been predicting so, this Mike, for weeks. Still, yeah. Are you still sticking with your prediction? Yeah. I'm sticking with the prediction that on Tuesday... She will reveal the title of book seven. And what if you're wrong? Yeah, we need to make a little bet here. Well, we can make a bet. You guys have you to think, come up ben? with the uh, with the alternative. What do you think, Ben? Like her bet? His bet, I mean? Yeah. I think he should have to uh, do the news like a chipmunk. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that was it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> old. Watch You'll do it, Micah? The whole news come. or part of the news? The whole news. While, so we're back in style, so get yeah. set. That's fine. Do have some fun. All right. I'll accept that. All right. Are you that confident it's going to happen? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, now we have we have a Laura Mallory update for everyone, because you might remember that we tried calling her twice um, two weeks ago and the show before that. And a guy named Peter wrote in to us. He said he, too, tried to call her, and he had better results than we did. <laughs> and he writes... I decided to call Blora Mallory, and she picked up. She said that the press has distorted a lot of her story and that she has read most of the books. I said stuff like Harry Potter shows good over evil, but she said you have to fight evil with evil. Good argument. She said she good has argument. heard She said she has heard of MuggleCast, <laughs> but she doesn't listen to it. Well, no kidding. She said she doesn't have time to talk to you MuggleCasters, though. Oh, really? Let's I'm call sure her she's up. very busy. Yeah. I'm sure she's very busy doing a whole lot of... Uh, Complaining, right complaining, now. and hating. Yeah, watching Desperate Housewives right now. <laughs> she said she doesn't answer her <laughs> phone is, much either. Yeah. Also, her phone is a, clearly an indication <coughs> of evil as well. Oh, it's terrible. You know, Satan lives also, in her phone. <laughs> you know, oh, I understand. Also, she talked about kids doing witchcraft and how it's real and trick stuff. Or treat, trick or treat, little, trick I kept or treat. talking about things that she said. Things she said on the show. I then said, if she had time to talk at all these meetings, how come she doesn't have time to talk to you guys? She then said that she had to go. She was just yeah. avoiding my questions, though. She <laughs> said it was a blessing that I was talking to her, and maybe we'll wake up and see the truth about witchcraft and Harry Potter. Bo snap. <laughs> I was just going to say that she cannot let her kids read it and not stop the whole state, but she had already hung up. Maybe you guys should try calling again and see what happens. And then he gave us the number that he used, and we did use that number. Moving on. Who caught the latest episode of Gilmore Girls? Not me. No one? <laughs> the only one who watches? Mm-hmm. Okay. You watch Gilmore well, Girls? <laughs> yes, of course, Laura. No, I, I, did, I wasn't really watching them. We got a lot of emails the other day because the latest episode of Gilmore Girls 
which I'm sorry is the stupidest show in the I've ever seen. Yeah, you watch it every <laughs> time. I had to download it to get the the sound clip. Um, on the latest episode, they had a huge pickle reference because they kept referring to um, some sort of illegal substance as crack or <laughs> as as pickles to 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 a code name. So they bought it from us, went, right? It went like this. Hey, Rory. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Uh, well, Star's Hollow smells like pickles. Pickles? Pickles. Pickles, pickles? Pickles. Why? Because the pickle train crashed. Is this a joke? Is this a long, boring joke that I'm not going to get? No, it's no joke. The town smells like pickles because a pickle train was derailed. A train full of pickles? Who knew there was such a thing? Well, pickle train conductors, for one. Sounds so fun. I would have been the greatest pickle train conductor. Can you see me? All all aboard, you pickles. Hmm, clearly you missed your calling. Well, luckily there's you. You're young, you're clever, you're our great pickle train conducting. I can't believe I'm missing this. Well, you can celebrate next year on the anniversary. Now, what's going on with you? So there you go. You know, I hear that the uh, producer of Gilmore Girls actually listens to MuggleCast, and that's how. Probably. Well, I heard that, too, actually. I had the idea. Because how many listeners are we up to Four now? Four million. 25 million? No, it's a bit less. It's it... like 20 or something. But Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm exaggerating a little S- bit. But Sweden dropped out. You know. They banned it, so we went down 5 million that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to wrap things up today, we have a British joke mm. of the day. I have a couple of Halloween ones and then a normal one today. Hold on, is this a British joke or just an English joke? Oh yeah, it could just be. An I guess we got to say no, it's no, no, an because uh, joke. I think I'm talking for uh, Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland as well. So I think it's a British joke. <laughs> okay, okay, first <laughs> one. Which building in New York does Dracula visit? The Vampire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Figured I had something to do with Empire. <laughs> Okay. Okay, one sec. Okay. Who was the most famous French skeleton? Na- I don't Napoleon know. Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is good. This is good. What happens when the popular ghost, sorry, ghost, gets lost in the fog? He is missed. What? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> This is brilliant. Way to laugh, everyone. Yeah, to act well like <laughs> you were interested rather than How pissed. did the ghost go on a holiday? This is terrible, I must admit. <laughs> By scare play. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> it's, it, it is atrocious. Okay. Why don't skeletons go to parties? Because they have no body to go with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, and now away from the Halloween theme. This is a joke I made up. No, you didn't. Okay. Oh, I did. I swear I Mid did. I swear, I swear I did. Uh, two kettles are arguing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you come up with <laughs> two, this? Okay. two kettles are arguing. They they keep swearing at each other and shouting. And uh, one of them suddenly says, "Why are we arguing?" And the other one says, "Oh, we're just letting off some steam." <laughs> 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 Yeah, it wasn't bad actually. Those were pun believable. Hey, yeah. Okay, so there we go. So, have you has your house ever been toilet papered or egg, Jamie? Is that why you're no, so? No, but I've only lived here in this house in Durham for about four weeks. No, what about at home though? Is your oh no, it hasn't. Home? No, no, it hasn't. Oh, we once got a plant pot flow thrown at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> on Halloween or just no just uh, just normally I think actually I don't think I had anything to do with Halloween <laughs> oh, so, you're, so you're saying there's delinquent activity on days other than Halloween exactly but Halloween encourages it <laughs> which is terrible Micah 
Well, once, we'll, uh, we'll let the listeners once know. someone uh, took a baseball bat to my mailbox, <laughs> like, like they completely, really? like they seriously just completely knocked it off, off the, right off the post. That's not very nice. <laughs> uh, we want to remind everyone that the MuggleCast mix number one was actually released on the feed earlier this week, and for that reason, we got like a third of the regular downloads that we do on episode sixty because nobody got their latest show. So if if you think. Uh, if anyone's confused and didn't get episode 60, it is there. You just have to check your feed for older episodes other than the most recent one. Um, so to contact us, the P.O. Box Ben is located at... P.O. Box 223, Moundridge, Kansas, 67107. But don't send anything valuable in case uh, his his mailbox gets a baseball bat <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> We are going to get back to voicemails probably next week. If you have a voicemail question that you want to that you want us to answer on the show, remember to keep it under thirty seconds and try to eliminate as much background noise as possible. Then call in the United States one two one eight twenty magic. If you're in the United Kingdom, you can dial zero two zero eight one double four zero six double seven. If you're in Australia, you can call zero two eight double zero three five double six eight. You can also Skype the username MuggleCast. Um, and you can also email us using MuggleCast at staff.mugglenet.com or just use the handy feedback form right there at MuggleCast.com. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike McKenna. We'll see you next week for episode 62 of MuggleCast. Oh, uh, and email us. Let us know what you thought of the uh, opening of the show. Let us know if you liked it or not. And okay. be cool. Peace out. Halloween. And remember, be safe. Don't go trick or treating. Check your candy kids. Don't be, any, don't be morally vapid. I just don't think about it. No, if the if the story development what, is like, good, then the movie Laura, is probably going to be good. Do you good. mean like if, say, in movie one, Harry's ten, and then in movie three, he's eighty-five? The character development would be <laughs> wouldn't no, no, be true no. to I'm life. I'm saying, you know? for instance, he's got a beard. <laughs> I'd love to have a beard. I would. No, actually, I wouldn't. Well, then grow one. He can't. Laura, are you joking? <laughs> I could, I could, I could not shave for a year and a half and look like a baby. <laughs> Actually, that's no, untrue. No, no, Actually, that really. is untrue. I mean, I'm just starting to get stubble on my neck now. That is a serious step. It's oh like, my god! It's like you're 19 and you're just starting to get that. It's that's like, pretty normal. Yeah, no, well, not. yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> How would you know, yeah, Laura? Because most Laura, guys Laura, don't have stubble on your neck yet. Laura, where did you first start okay. shaving? Was there? Uh, <laughs> you can't do that. No, most. Mm-hmm. Okay, most. Can guys... you wax your face, Laura? <laughs> Instead I don't shaving. need to wax my face. <laughs> no, not, I don't mean you. I don't mean you. I mean men. Can we instead of shaving? Can you wax your face? Yeah, or you not? can get your face waxed. No, I mean, can you Ryan buy Seacrest like strips no, no, and just not, uh, and just put it on your face and then rip them off? Can you do that? Yeah, yeah, you can. Really? Well, there you go. Yes. Sort of then. You think you've got the stuff? Telling me and anyone if you're hard enough. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
don't have to put up a fight. What? Guess how many times I've listened to The Saints Are don't Coming in my always iTunes. always be right. Let me look at mine first. <laughs> okay. Let me take some of the punches for you tonight. Listen to me now. Hold on. Need to let you know. Sixty-nine <laughs> for me. How many times for you? Ninety-seven. Oh my god. <laughs> we should sing that song on here. Look at me, and it's here that I pick up the phone. Sometimes you can't make it on your own. I love the variation in your voice. How you go from like really bad opera singer to. Somewhat, <laughs> yeah, All beautiful. The time. <laughs> can we can we make like a contest? Handed. What? Who, who, <laughs> can be, who can be meanest? No, no, no. I think it would be funny if you took a video of yourself drop kicking a pumpkin and watching it explode. <laughs> <laughs> would you like? It could be like a contest prize or something. You get to, you get to see it or something. You just you, so we film it I mean, and then we'll put it on YouTube. Would you also like a video In of a me way. being carted off to the police station as well, Andrew? For uh... <laughs> why? Because you broke your foot from drop kicking a pumpkin. Yes, because yeah. when, you get arrested because, in Britain because, for because, breaking pumpkins. Because when yes, Andrew. Because, because when you break your foot, you get taken to the police station, not the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I gonna say that. <laughs> No, seriously, but why I mean, would you get in trouble for drop kicking a Because it's a, it's a breach of the peace. Okay, let me do a bit of history here, okay? What? Let me do a bit of history, okay? No, we don't care for your British history, no, so, so I want to hear this. It's this clearly is This is interesting, okay? There is... Okay. There is Everything in England is uh, to do with the Queen, basically, okay? There is a thing called the Queen's Peace, okay? The Queen's Peace is, you know, being nice to everyone, there's no war going on, there's no trouble in the streets, okay? There is a crime. It isn't actually on the, the uh, record books as a crime, okay? But it's there's a thing called breach of the peace, which is a breach of the, the Queen's Peace. And you can be arrested for this thing, breach of the peace. So if you're caught brawling in the streets, or if you're caught throwing stuff or shouting at someone, you're uh, in violation of the breach of the peace. So, I can get arrested for that. Or I can get arrested for huh. harassment. All manner of things you can get or arrested harassing for. Harassing a pumpkin? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. They're very ben, they're very sensitive. Very, very sensitive <laughs> pumpkins. Would you get arrested but, for wh- belting out proud to be an American in the streets? No, no I wouldn't. Uh, but that's a good idea. I'll try it. And Jamie, Jamie, actually, you don't hear from me something for interesting weeks, is uh, someone, probably, someone emailed in saying that you don't know your own Britishness because, uh, like, he said there is no such thing as a British accent as an English accent and that you should have corrected us long ago for saying British accent. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Of course. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What? Why How is there no such us? thing as a British... What? Because apparently it's an English accent. It's like calling it an That's American it. accent. It's all dialects, you know. It's like... Well, it's like people say you have a Jersey accent. Yeah, no, it's like a... And that's not a real accent. I don't have an accent. If you... If you came here, yes, no, I, no, okay, fine. But if you came here and said to somebody, "What type of accent do you have?" They'd say, "I didn't have one. I've just got a normal Engl- English." Because that's accent. because it's like uh, Cockney and yeah, they're very good, Benjamin. Very good. There is Cockney. There's a Cockney sort of Birmingham, uh, Welsh accents, Scottish accents, Northern accents, Geordie accents, all types of accents. It's just like America. But yeah. Jamie, 
I'm, I'm curious though. Would the queen be proud of you for teaching these kids a life lesson by stealing their? Yes, pink? she would. <laughs> and if she isn't, I'll go down to uh, the uh, Buckingham Palace and, and drop kick her. Yeah, <laughs> she can land right in the River Thames and uh, swim back and see how she likes it. <laughs> Not that I've been dropped in the River Thames. You know, swim, I thought I thought it was the River Thames. I, I called it Thames. Yeah, ev- everyone call, calls would. it the Thames first of all. But you no, would. I wouldn't. Well, Andrew, yeah, you probably I... call it the Thames. <laughs> the Thames. <laughs> <thumb. laughs> no, Ben. No, ben. actually, I thought it was Thames, too. Famous. Okay. All right. So, uh, what else is there to talk about? But yeah, Micah, the Queen would be in serious trouble if she, she didn't approve. Actually, should I say that? Yeah, go on, then. Yeah, yeah. You can put Do that Do you think in. the Queen listens? Oh, she does. Am, she am does. I the only one... The Royal Podcast. Am I the only one... <laughs> 